Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Mark chapter 4 in a moment, 35, verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Somebody say, God, thank you for your presence. And as evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High winds were breaking into the boat. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. And God was sleeping at the back of the boat, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, have you ever talked to something that didn't have a voice back? Have you ever felt to talk to something that that had no ears to hear, but you just were so frustrated with the circumstance. That, that, that's how much authority and, 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 and power that Jesus had. When Jesus speaks everything and everyone listens. And he spoke. And he rebuked the winds and said to the waves, silence, be still. He didn't go through this whole long prayer didn't go through this whole rigmarole of this is what my mama said and stop, you know and, and, and just started reciting things he had enough authority and influence with God that he knew all he had to do was just simply release it. Jesus was a man of few words sometimes. He was a wonderful teacher. He used parables and he was a great explainer and communicator but, but when it was time to ex- exercise his authority he used very few words. Like when he spoke to Lazarus, it was Lazarus, right? To the storm, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? As if there were other moments. And then he tells them again, have, in a way, if you read between the lines, it's almost like if Jesus was saying, didn't you learn the lesson the last time? And didn't you know that we're in God's will and we're in God's purpose? And when you're with me, everything's going to be okay. Forget about the demons that we had to face. Did you forget about the miracles that God performed? I mean, somehow along the way, no matter how how big the experience of the miracle may be in your life. All of us have a human side that we just simply forget sometimes. We forget. And we have to be reminded. But the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. <laughs> Turn to somebody and tell them, that's, that's my Jesus. Come on, that's my Jesus. That's my God. That's my Savior. 
That's the one who brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's the one who forgave us. Come on, do you know that Jesus is able to still speak into our lives and do things for us? And that who you have in you has greater authority than anyone and everyone else around you? We're going to talk about how to find rest in the storm. How to find rest in the storm. Somebody say, God bless this message here this Sunday morning. Turn to somebody and tell them, get ready. Let's go ahead and receive today in Jesus' name. And when you do that, you can be seated. Thank you for standing and honoring of God's word. <laughs> we had a great service this morning, great crowd. Uh, awesome anointing. Uh, there's an assignment we have today, and there's a, a message that needs to be conveyed to this body of believers. We come to Riverside because we know that God shows up and we know that we're going to receive instruction. So if you have, uh, we didn't have any syllabuses for you for the, min for the series or anything to follow. So if you will, pull out your, your phones. Um, I, don't even, I don't care if you bring your laptops with you. It's no surfing, but just you'll slow down our live stream. But anyhow, we want you to take notes, whatever you've got. Write it down. The shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. So we want to convey something to you to take home with you. Storms are part of life. Um, no matter where you're at or who you are, you're going to face storms. Technology allows us to look at GPS, you know, and devices and meteorologists have given us insight to radars and you know we we can reroute based on the weather and we can choose to go through a storm or go around a storm or choose to delay but only God can give us insight for spiritual storms only God can show us what's ahead only God can give us the insight and know how to prevent things in our life. And I do believe God cares about our safety and cares about our spiritual well-being and our physical well-being. He loves us. He died for us. Not just to forgive us, but also to protect us and be with us and guide us and direct us. The storms happen to everybody. But not all storms are created equal. Not all storms are meant to destroy. Not all storms are meant to harm us. But in this case, I believe the storm was meant to educate the disciples. This storm was something that no matter what came their way, having Jesus in the boat should have reassured them that everything would be okay. The irony of that is, is that there are some people that were in that storm that didn't have to be in the storm. The scripture says that other people followed the boat of Jesus as Jesus left the shore in his boat. So when that storm had come, not only did the disciples experience it, but the boats that were following, whether they were following for the fishes and the loaves or they needed a miracle or they wanted to hear more of Jesus' teaching, I, I don't know, but they were following Jesus. But the same ones that follow Jesus and experience a storm are the same ones that experience the peace. 
Have you ever wondered why that when you go through a storm, God allows everyone else to see you go through it? Have you ever wondered why you went through your mess and you went through your trouble and everybody knew about it? It was like almost as if it was being broadcast and everyone knew and you're kind of like, God, why did it have to be that way and why did it have to? I want to tell you that the same people that see you go through the storm are the same people that are going to see the peace of God in your life. The same people that see you fail, the same people that are going to see you rise up. The same people that see you and watch you go down are going to see God raise you up to the place he's called you to be. The ones that see you fail, the ones are going to see you win. But it's not a secret, and it's not, it's, it, everybody faces storms, but not everybody overcomes them. And not everyone knows how to maneuver by them, with them. And not everyone has Jesus in their boat. The reassurance of the words of Jesus when he told them, and he said, well, for them to even hear Jesus say, peace, be still, quiet. In other words, he was saying to the storm, like, just like, shut up right? That's a strong word. Be quiet. Be still. Sound like he was talking to your kids, right? Maybe you don't talk like that to your kids. Good for you. But the disciples needed to hear the sense of authority that Jesus had. That's why the scripture says he shouted. He said something. There are times that you can't pray a good lay-me-down-to-sleep prayer. There are times, if you're going to see God move in your life, that you're going to have to muster up and gather together the tenacity and the fervor that God has placed within your spirit and let it come out of your mouth. That is the only way you're going to see some things come to a standstill. By ex exercising the authority that God has placed inside of you. The disciples couldn't experience this at that moment. It was a different dispensation of time. They were walking with Jesus. Jesus was the one that was filled with the presence of God. He was in the kingdom while in this world. The scripture says that Jesus even said to many, I'm here, but I'm also there. One with the Father. The Father is in me. He that has seen me has seen the Father. How saith then, show us the Father. He gave so many, so many indications of the authority that he had and the power. And the same God that created the heavens and the earth is the same God that was in him. The disciples couldn't comprehend that, and they said, what kind of man is this? What a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. If you're raised in the 90s. They understood. Huh. That powerful fear came on them. But there would come a day that that lesson, that storm, would come back to their faith. And the way they saw Jesus function in that moment in their storm. They may not have been in the same storms, but they were going to have some prisons and they were going to have some difficulties. And they would be persecuted. And they would be persecuted and beaten.
put on trial. And you can find the disciples beginning to worship. In fact, some of them, Peter, he wasn't in a boat, but he was in a prison cell asleep like Jesus was. Where'd he learn that from? While he was in prison, he was sleeping. And God brought a prison break in his rest. While he was resting, God did something. When you have learned to be in God's will, regardless of the storm, when you learn to rest, you have learned to ultimately trust. And in your trust, God still works. God still works while you rest. God begins to move in our life when we get to the place of learning how to trust. Trust does not come unless there has been a test. You cannot trust something that has not been tested. Everything in life has to go through quality control, at least if you buy it off of Amazon. Everything has to go through the process of checking its integrity before it can ever be passed to give to someone so they can trust that it works. And there may be some flaws, just like there's flaws in humanity. But have you ever wondered why you went through the test? Because I'm going to tell you something, and here's a word for somebody. God couldn't trust you until he knew how far he could test you. This is what happened to Job. Job was tested. And through the test, God gave him afterwards double because he could be trusted. And he was compensated and God blessed him. The storms in life are meant to make you something, not destroy you and keep you down. But as long as you allow God to get in your boat, as long as you allow yourself to be in the will of God, recognize something. There may be people like in America. What if the church was the boat? What if the church in the midst of this vast sea and we're experiencing the fall of an economy and we're looking at a recession or whatever may be around the corner. But if Jesus is in our boat, could it be possible that we can still come to him and rest in him and wake him up and say, Lord, looks like we're going to sink. But what if God spoke to the church and said, peace be still and everything be okay? I have seen God work through the church within the scriptures. We have seen God work in this church during economic downtime, it may seem. But isn't it funny and isn't it marvelous how we look back and wonder to ourselves, I don't know how and I don't know when sometime. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't pinpoint it. But God brought us through. But God saw us through. But God brought us through the hardship. God got me through. Kind of like the moment when you've been through the fire and you begin to look back and recognize, you know what? I was in the fire, but I didn't get burned. I was in the water, but I didn't drown. I was in the storm, but I'm still come through. I don't know how it is, but isn't God good? Isn't God good? We don't know how he does it. All we know is, is that we trusted him. The church has Jesus in the boat. The church, you, the church has someone in your life that has all authority. Don't get the big head when the storm stops because you said something. It wasn't you. It was him in you speaking through you. So keep humble. Stay humble. 
and you won't stumble. Right? Fast and you'll last and pray and you'll stay. Because it's God, Christ in you, that has the authority. So we walk with him and we rest in him. And if you do the study, here's an assignment for you. Go do a study on the Sabbath. Jesus is the Sabbath. Jesus is the rest. Jesus is our comfort. Not all storms are equal. In fact, point number one, sometimes we cause the storms. Sometimes we're the reason for the storm. And even you can try to sleep through the storm you caused. Let me give it to you like this. Let me get to the scripture. You ready? Watch this. First, Jonah chapter 1, verse 6. We know the story of Jonah. How many of you know the story? Well, how many of you don't know the story of Jonah? Okay, nobody's raising their hands, right? Okay, well, here's okay. It's okay. Here, here, I didn't think anybody would raise their hand. But here's, here's, here's the story. So God gives Jonah, who was a prophet, an assignment. And the, the assignment was go to Nineveh. And Nineveh was going to be judged by God. They were wicked. They were rebellious. They, I mean, they, they just were evil people. And God was fixing to destroy them. And he gave them a message, a simple word, a simple message. Not a long sermon. He wasn't going to sermonize. He was simply there to get the bullhorn and just begin to shout out, repent on 40 days, God's going to destroy you. Simple message. But he had heard and knew that there were, there were prophets that went there before that they killed. So he became fearful. And the will of God for him was to go to Nineveh but for him, he went in the opposite direction. He was scared to do the will of God. In his case, he was scared not to fail, but to succeed. And so he went the opposite direction. So when storms come into our life, it's because sometimes we cause them by going in the opposite direction. It, it, it happens. Not all storms, but it happens. The difference is is that when you go in the opposite direction, God's not with you through the storm. That's the difference. The disciples were going with Jesus, and they still hit a storm. Storms happen to everybody. But Jonah went the opposite direction, but God wasn't with him in the storm. The scripture says that, verse 6, So the captain went down after him, Jonah. How can you sleep at a time like this? You know, you can even sleep, but you really won't get rest when you're outside the will of God. And here's the catch. You can go to bed and rest outside the will of God, but you're still going to wake up outside the will of God. But when you're in the will of God, it's not that your body can't rest. It's that your spirit can't rest. And when your spirit can't rest, how many of you have ever gone to sleep? I mean, like you slept 10 hours or a full eight hours. How many of you are saying right now, I wish I could sleep eight hours? And, and you slept, you know you slept, but it's like you didn't get any sleep at all? Could it be because our spirit is not at rest and we haven't been in his presence? 
There have been times God will wake me up early in the morning in prayer. And I'll go back and maybe get an hour more sleep and maybe total four hours. Maybe sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes it's just an energy that God's given me to fulfill my responsibilities sometimes that I know I, I didn't have because I didn't get enough sleep. But there's an energy and there's a strength and there's a rest that God gives you. God's spirit can do so much. But for Jonah, he went down to try to hide from the trouble. But how many of you know that you can't hide from God? You just can't hide from God, right? So this is just simple principle. He shouted, the captain, get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which one of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. In their day, it's like us, right? When something goes wrong in our family, we kind of look around and like, okay, man, who's not praying? You ever do that? Somebody's not praying. Jokingly? Not jokingly? It's your thing. That's why you're quiet. They were like, all right, man, somebody upset the gods. It's like not one god. There's all pagans on the ship, right? Somebody messed with the gods. <laughs> How many gods did they have? I mean, you know, it's like, who did it? And they picked lots. And finally, they went to Jonah and when because it, it came on him. <laughs> and when they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. And why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded, listen to this, who are you? What's your line of work? What country you're from? What's your nationality? Kind of like a dad asking her daughter's boyfriend, right? The question, kind of going through the interview, like, who are you? What did you do? Where are you from? How much do you make? <laughs> right? And Jonah answered, I'm a, Mexican, I'm, a, I'm a Hebrew. Sorry, wrong Bible. I'm a Hebrew. And I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. And the sailors were terrified when they heard this, right? Because now Jonah's saying, my God is the one who made the sea and the wind and the land. Everything that you're going through is my God made it. And they're like, right? Like, oh, my God. We, he got the, like, he's got the worst God. Right? The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from God. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse, all the time they asked him, what shall we do to stop this storm? And he said, and this is honorable to me. To me, this is, you got to respect Jonah for this. Because he said, throw me into the sea. That means he could come to his end, the end of his rope, and he knew there was no other way. Either way, he was going to die because he didn't want to go back. So he said, either way, the ship is going down, or they can, I can just be a good guy and tell them to throw me off the ship. He decided to be a good guy. Throw me off the ship. And it will become calm again. Notice, calm again. There are some times in our life that it's not that we've caused the storm. Could it be there are Jonas in our own boat that are with us? Those people, I know they didn't have the God of Israel as their, their God. I, it's very obvious. They sought to answer to see who wronged the gods. That's pagan talk. 
but they weren't out of God's will. They were going in the direction they needed to go. Jonah was the one that wasn't supposed to be there and brought trouble for everybody else. This is the principle that needs to be looked at with families or business or relationships. Sometimes the problems we are facing as people that we have in our life that are bringing the trouble or may not be doing what they're supposed to do or going where they're supposed to go. You could be heading in the right direction, but somebody in your life may be heading in the wrong direction. Vice versa. I'll tell you right now, I've experienced what it feels like to be a Jonah. I know what it is to be a Jonah. I remember when I've said this probably a hundred times in my life, the story when God called me to go full time into ministry. I didn't want to do it. I just didn't. I don't know how long ago that was, how many years ago that was. I don't know. But when God told me to go full time to pastor the church, I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm making good money now. I've got benefits. I got sick leave, and I've got paid vacation. I got a 401k, and I've, I'm all I got it going on, Lord. I don't know if I want to quit. First service, I repented for calling in sick when I wasn't sick, so that's done. <laughs> but I had that, and I was like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. So I stuck around on the job. I stuck around, and, and I was an instrumentation technician and, and also an air conditioning technician for the power plant that I worked at. We worked on generators. So we would have these what we call overhauls, where we would have to shut a unit down and pull the engines out and work on them. And during that time God was dealing with me, I even went to a conference. And at a conference, the preacher pulls me out of the crowd and says to me, God told me to tell you it's time for you to go full time. I even knew, I knew. I mean, not only did I have the text, I had a letter, right? I mean, I was like, I had every notice. I couldn't avoid it. I mean, God communicated with me. I knew it in my spirit, but I didn't want to go. I was scared because I was comfortable. Well, we were in this shutdown, and there was an old timer there. When I mean by old timer, I mean it respectfully. A wise man who had been in the field for years. He had a lot of wisdom. He just, but he was, he was like one of these sailors on, on Jonah's ship, right? He was like, he was a cussing pirate, boy. I mean, he just, man, he just nowhere's near the church, you know. But this old man, one day we're working on this engine, and, and he just stops. Now, imagine this. Yes. He stops, and he says, gentlemen, I know this sounds crazy. He said, but there's a curse on us right now. He said, I know this sounds crazy. But I sense a dark cloud. And this guy was like, and I'm standing there going. <laughs> like everybody's listening, right? Like he's crazy, but I know he's not crazy. I'm like, where did this guy get, um, this guy get the Holy Ghost? I mean, what's, he went to church this weekend? I'm like, what did he pray this morning or something? I'm looking, I'm just like still. I'm like, I'm not saying a word. And this guy's like prophesying over here. I said, Lord, you can use anybody or I don't know what's going on. And he says, guys, 
I'm just telling all of you young men, be careful. There's a cloud over us. Something isn't right. And every, God is my witness, everything on that plant started working bad. Everything started breaking down. I had favor with my bosses. I never had to ask for a raise. I had such favor with the men. I was, I mean, I, I couldn't explain the kind of favor I had. All of a sudden, I started having conflict with people. They started, they started not liking me. They started having problems with me. I wasn't doing anything wrong, and I was like, what's going on? Finally, I said, okay, God. All right, I'll go. Called my boss in, and I told him, and apparently they knew something, too. Maybe God dealt with them. I gave them my two weeks. They said, no, you don't have to take the two weeks. Just go. We'll pay you. <laughs> we'll pay you. You don't have to stick around. Just go. And I left. What's funny about that is, is that my coworkers, I called them months later and I called my boss. I didn't know this, but they all accused me of sabotaging the equipment because when I left, everything started working right. Everything started working right. They thought I had sabotaged and they wanted to call me back in. I didn't know this. Listen, we can all be the Jonah if we're not being obedient. So you can't look at everyone else and saying it's them. It's them. Have enough sense to stop and say, could it be me? Have I not been praying? Because you can also be in God's will and have the wrong attitude and become a curse to somebody because your spirit isn't right. And, and, and so you and I have to stop and evaluate and recognize sometimes that I'm not saying we cause every storm, but make sure you're not the reason for it. But here's the good news. God's got a, uh, he's got a fish for you. <laughs> I can imagine that the fish was more comfortable than the ship. I mean, listen, when you're out of the will of God and you repent, the way back may not look pretty, but God will get you back. When you're out of the will of God, Listen to this. Whatever situation you're in, it will spew you out. It looks like rejection, but God's doing you a favor. Not even the fish wanted Jonah. That's why when you circle back after repenting of going the wrong direction, you may feel the pressure and that turnaround, but God will get you back. If my theology is correct, Jesus referenced Jonah and the fish to the dissension into hell, into the lower parts of the earth, and then he ascended up, which means that the fish actually went down. And how many of you know that when the fish goes down, there's a bigger pressure because of the water pressure? And Jonah was in a different state with different pressure. Why do you think there's pressure coming back from your peers, from the world, from everyone else, when you're trying to do the right thing? And then you feel rejected. And then you feel like you lose. Like people, some people are afraid to follow God because they're afraid to lose friends, afraid to lose associates, afraid to lose their relationships, afraid to lose business, afraid to lose that. But listen, when you're following God, it wasn't meant for everybody to follow you. You've got to make up this, your mind in your mind that I've got to follow God. Who am I talking to? I'm telling you right now. Not everybody was 
meant to go to Nineveh, but Jonah was. And sometimes rejection is protection. Wow. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. God will always make a way of escape and God will always give you the direction in God because trust me, trust me, the word of God says that, that when you're in his will, that you will be at peace. And the plans that God has for you are greater. God has something so much greater. I want to show you this really quickly though because let me show you this little 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 chart I drew real quick. The key to Jesus having faith in the boat during the storm was in how he lived his life outside the storm. When the sun is shining and everything is right in your life, that's when you need to be praying. Jesus had a prayer life before he got in the boat. The disciples didn't. Not like Jesus. The proof is, is that even during the last hours of his life, he tried to, in the most, listen, had they been conditioned to pray, they, he wouldn't have to come up to them and say, could you not stay up for an hour? Just an hour. Just an hour. Think about that for just a moment. That's an episode of Friends. Some, some of you never seen liars, everybody. Lord Jesus, forgive them all, Lord. I don't care. Not like I watch it every day, but I know it's less than an hour. And I will tell you that they couldn't even spend the time with Jesus to get through that moment because they hadn't learned yet and they hadn't received what they needed to carry that in their life. And the difference was Jesus was prayed up and connected before he got on the boat. Because when the, when, the, when, when the weather was good, when everything was going good, he had faith. But when you step into a storm, that's when faith turns into trust. And that's the difference. It's still faith in the storm, but it goes into a different dimension of trust. And trust is when you can't do nothing. Or sometimes you have to have hope. Hope is when you can't do anything. Trust is when you have to keep on believing no matter what. Because they had to get the water out of the boat. They had to do something to maintain, but they, they had to do something. But have they trust God, they probably would have been singing songs while they were throwing the water out of the boat. Right? They probably would have been in harmony, laughing at each other. Ha, 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 ha. You're scared? Look at Peter. He's scared. Right? You scared, Thomas? No, I'm not scared, man. He's scared. Look, he's scared. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you right now that you can't wait and play catch-up prayer when hard times come. You have to learn how to rest in God during good times if you're going to have rest in God during hard times. You don't learn how to rest in his presence or rest in him when hard times come. Don't wait for things to get bad before you pray. 
Start praying when things are good. Start praying because, listen, storms will come. You can't go around them. Spiritually, yeah, naturally, you can look on the radar and you can choose where to travel and where to go around. You can delay flights. You can do whatever. But spiritually, God gives you insight and awareness and makes you aware. And God can prevent some things. So let me, let me, let me, let me do this real quickly and, and give you point number two. And, and I'm going to stop right here and I'm coming to a close. And, and there's a second point. Some storms can be avoided. You can avoid some storms. Let me reference the, the story of the Apostle Paul. And I'm just going to brief through it really quickly. Verse 27, Acts chapter 27, verse 9 through 11. Acts 27, 9 through 11. The storm had come. They were traveling. Paul was destined for Rome. He was supposed to be there and he was on his mission but even though he knew it was God's will, God gave him foresight. Listen to what he says in verse 9. During the storm, we had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officer about it. Men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. Did you hear what I just said? Because they were all going in the direction they needed to go in. It wasn't a Jonah situation where Paul was supposed to be going someplace else. All of them were destined to be going in the right direction. They were in God's will. But there was a storm ahead, and God warned Paul and gave him wisdom to know what to do, but he conveyed it to a lower-rank officer. And they didn't share it with those of authority. Because you can be in God's will sometimes, but be unequally yoked and be connected to somebody who's not connected. I'm going to give advice to husbands and wives right now. More than ever, the most important thing to do in your life is to make sure that he's in love with Jesus and she's in love with Jesus. And you can both hear from God and you listen to one another. Because there are times when one gets busy. While the other one's busy, the other one's got to maintain prayer. And there has to be somebody who can listen and be aware and know the voice of God and listen. Because sometimes there are moments when she says, Trinka, right? Right? And stubborn says, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Siri don't know anything. Right? Spiritually. Spiritually. When you're walking with someone, you have to be humble and listen. But be careful who you're yoked with or who you're connected to that doesn't have the same faith that you do or know that you're walking with God. Because that's what the problem Paul had. That could have been prevented. The ship could have been protected and preserved. They shipwrecked. But God spoke to them even, in the, even if, when they ignored it because that, that ship wasn't as important as the souls that were on it. God is more concerned about the souls and the lives around you more than anything else. 
And here's the key, and here's the takeaway from this. The takeaway is, is that even though, even though you're with people who make wrong decisions or don't listen, God in his mercy will always, whether you get there broken or not, you're going to make it to your destination. You're going to make it to your destination. So keep on praying, Mama. Keep on praying, Daddy. Keep on believing. Keep on speaking. Keep on coming to church. Keep on reading your Bible. Keep on talking to God on a daily basis. Because here's the takeaway. Once again, when you're walking with God, nothing and no one and no devil and no storm and no circumstance is going to stop you from getting to your God purpose in life and your destination. Somebody say, God's going to get you there. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them God will get you there. What happens when you find rest in the storm? Here's what happens. When we rest in God's will, he gives us insight for the storms in our life. He'll let you know there's a storm coming, just fasten everything down. Or he'll let you know everything's going to be okay, just rest, take it easy, have faith. Or he'll tell you, go this way, delay it, it's not the time. When you've learned how to pray before the storm, you'll have insight before the storm hits. You'll always feel it. You'll always feel it. But when God gives you warning, there's always a peace that comes with it. You'll never feel troubled without feeling the peace of God if you know you prayed into it. If you feel troubled, then you need to pray into it until you feel the peace of God come to let you know. That's God's way of saying to you, everything's going to be okay. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? This is a season of rest for your life. This is a season of rest for your life of transition learning how to rest and to take time learning how to prepare for the pressure for the transition for everything taking place in your life there's some people here that God is bringing you in a turnaround there are some people here that may be going through a storm there are some people here that may be fixing to go through a storm I'm not trying to be uh, presumptuous to say and pessimistic in any way in faith and I'm not trying to be a gloom and doom but storms come into everyone's life everyone has them no matter what the size it rains on the just and the unjust but when you've got sunshine living inside of you when you've got God when you have Jesus when you have the peace speaker in your life the peacemaker the one who formed the heavens and the earth. Jonah knew what to say in that moment. It's almost as if at the same time Jonah was, was confessing, it was almost like he was boasting. Because he knew they all had gods. But he said, my God, he said, my God is the one who made the, the, the wind, the sea, the land. That's my God. My God is the reason why we're going through this. And the only way to get peace, I've got to repent. Just throw me off the side. I've got, got to get off your boat. Why? Because I belong to him. And he asked me to go a different direction. And I've got to obey him. 
And as long as I linger, and as long as I delay it, and as long as I keep on delaying the process, it's not going to be good for you guys. I am not a blessing. I become a curse. But if I go back to Nineveh, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing a little bit into the story, because he knew his assignment was Nineveh better being in the middle of a city who killed the prophets than being on a ship in the middle of a storm not knowing what would happen. Who is this for today? I think God is ministering to everyone in a certain particular way, but I do know this. This was the message for you today. You need rest. in his presence you're going to reach your destination it's a matter of learning how to trust can we stand to our feet can we lift up our hands if you're here this Sunday morning and you've been going in your own direction and you've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior now is the time to do it with the prayer of repentance which means you just simply ask him to forgive you and you ask him to be the Lord of your life in your own words we believe here that it needs to be a genuine prayer a heartfelt sincere prayer that comes from your heart by saying this Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins God be my Lord and Savior and you make that your own prayer to start loving on him if you've been going the wrong direction, now's your time to turn around. If you've been going in the right direction and you're going through a storm, now's your time to find rest and just talk to Him. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.